What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Josh Belcher here, host of the Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast. We keep on going and growing and going and going. Uh, anyway, got a super awesome, fantastic, amaze balls. You can call it that, Amaze Balls podcast this week. We've got the drummer of Big Band Swing Manstayer's Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Kurt Sodegren. They're going to be at the Franklin Theater on March 4th. The band's been together 27 years and still going strong with their core group. And it's really awesome because they've been everywhere. They were in the movie Swingers with Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. They played the halftime at Super Bowl 33. Um, he said he was a fan of my podcast. It was really awesome talking with him. Um, super, super cool guy. And, uh, you know, still keeping the big band swing alive with Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Be sure to go to their website, check them out, show them some love on social media. Uh, go see the show if you're in the area. Uh, the Franklin Theater is a great place to see a concert. I've also got one of my personal heroes and country superstar, Big Vinny Hickerson. Now, Big Vinny's had one of the tales among tales. Uh, once upon a time in his life, the man was 400 plus pounds. He lost a major portion of it on the show, The Biggest Loser. Uh, just incredible story. Now, uh, he's gaining mass, but it's on his own accord. It's all muscle. He is built like a brick you know what house uh, looks like he'd be a professional wrestler if he wanted to be uh, i don't know if he's dabbled in that or not but uh, you never know it's never too late uh, he's also in the country duo trailer choir and uh, he's got a new project called the nashville cartel where he's got a mixture of like all-star musicians and singers from various groups uh, got a project going with that uh, he's also a personal trainer a motivator a family man and a man of faith uh, he's got one son and another child on the way uh, i always look forward to talking to him he always inspires me a great man that's big vinnie hickerson uh, you can find him on social media as well uh, he's got a new song coming out uh, of a solo project called the good life it will be released march 20th so like i said go find him on uh, social media and uh, listen to that song wherever you listen to music uh, and without further ado I'll tell you about my week it's been pretty crazy uh, busy at work. Everybody I work with at uh, my job at Sherwin Williams, I deliver uh, at Sherwin Williams for the paint uh, juggernaut. Everybody I work with is sick. I'm talking like coronavirus, major influenza, zombie apocalypse, dying sick. Now, uh, knock on wood here, um, and, and thankfully I haven't been sick uh, and don't feel sick. I've got my sinuses acting up, but been around them. All week, everybody just looks like they're on their last leg. Um, now, granted, I got sick uh, three or four weeks ago, if you remember me talking about in the podcast. Um, and hopefully, by the grace, that's the only time. But uh, I've been going into work early to help out the, uh, because i got a lot of people calling out, and rightfully so, like I said, full-on sick um, to everybody I work with. So speedy recovery to them, and I'm just in shock that I haven't caught it. Not complaining, uh, grateful that I don't have it, but... Um, been through the ringer with all those boys this week just been really really wild um other than that uh, pretty pretty uh say eventful still still training for my 5k uh, still hitting uh, every three days going to do 3.1 miles on the treadmill at planet fitness uh, my uh, part-time job i work there on the weekends and sometimes during the week but uh, it's been too cold to tried outside so i've been knocking that out on the treadmill seeing a little bit of results feeling better uh, guts not as bulbous as it normally is and uh, everything's going great in that regard and i uh, just want to take the time to say thank you for listening to the podcast you could be doing anything right now you listen to me run my mouth which is i truly enjoy music entertainment comedy uh, i love hosting this podcast and i'm really grateful that you take the time to listen so without further ado let's get rocking and rolling josh belcher uncharted podcast and away we go we are totally absolutely excited and i say we i mean myself to welcome kurt Sodergren, drummer of big band swing Big Bad Voodoo Daddy is going to tell us a little bit about his journey, 27 plus years, keeping Swing Alive with his group. That's next, right here on the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. Mm-hmm. 
4th at the historic Franklin Theater, which has uh, been re- revamped, remodeled. It's really nice. And uh, what a better, uh, no, it's not a greater band that can be here than uh, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. And, uh, you know, thanks for talking to me. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, actually, we've been there before. We love it. Oh, hey, man, that's awesome. Like, I just I just saw it. They sent me the email. I was like, oh, man, what a great band to be there because, like, when that theater opened, it seemed like Swing would have been uh, probably <laughs> would have been popular for the time, I would imagine. I, I would imagine that, too. Yeah, it's such a great room. You know, it's intimate but still big enough to get a bunch of people in there and create some real noise. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome, and, and, and uh, you know, we're glad you guys are, are taking the time. And I just saw, like, I was reading your um, – your bio, 27 years together. It, it seems to me like you guys have actually been together longer than the big band swing in its in its originality, like in its prime. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that? Like keeping it alive after all this time and keeping it, you know, the, the heartbeat pulsing and like uh, the you know the big band uh, type uh, genre. Yeah, you know, I I really do feel fortunate because I, I know that that's probably the reason a lot of those bands kind of went away is because it's just hard to keep that big a band together you know to pay, get so everyone can get paid our band obviously is a little smaller than theirs we have nine musicians on stage yeah um, wow but uh yeah it's all about the live show at this point the way the record industry is it's just going out there and and doing it and playing for as many people as we possibly can and then you know coming back again in eight year eight months or maybe 12 months and doing it again and uh can yeah. building and uh and I, you know, I think we've got a pretty good formula for making that work, and things are just actually getting better and better each year. Yeah, and what what's impressive about that is that I also saw, you know, said your original core lineups together, uh, you know, nine people. You know, in bands, being a musician myself, uh, not not to the caliber that you are, but what do you uh, play? I play drums. <laughs> oh, awesome! Which, cool. Which is why That's probably, I, why, I, probably yeah. why you interview all the drummers on your podcast. Absolutely, I just uh, very much into into percussion. It's just always been, you know, my thing, and 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 um, just love to to hear everybody talking their own ways about playing drums and everything. But um, what I was going to bring up is that it's hard to you know like a three piece band, four guys to keep them all happy in close proximity. As much as you guys spend time together and this longevity, how do you guys make it work? Because I mean, that's a lot of time looking at the same people, you know, sharing a tour bus playing, you know, 150-plus dates a year. Well, I mean, how do you guys keep it going? You know, how do you keep that many people kind of compliant with each other or whatever? You know, I think it's just the experience. You know, obviously you start in a band, and you don't, you know, you're not going to be playing for, you know, go on a two-week tour right out of the shoot, unless you're, I guess, a studio guy or, or a, maybe a hired gun. But um, yeah, we, we started as a trio, and then we went to five people, and, you know, we'd have like a gig, one gig a weekend, and we'd have two gigs a week, and then three. So it was kind of a slow boil. And then we were so excited to take take it out on the road and play with people, you know, outside of our general vicinity. So it was just excitement for us to go and do it. And um, I think, you know, like like anything, like roommates or whatever, you you know which way to behave and which way not to behave. And I think our excitement to get out there and play the music overrode any sort of headiness that we had. Um, sure. You know, yeah. you're going to find that. I don't know how we lucked out. We just never really had a bad egg in, in our group. You know, the the original seven members are still together. And you, you just get it. You get what, how to give each other space, even if the space is only like maybe six inches on the bench seat in the van when you're driving <laughs> to New York and back. Yeah. Because <laughs> we did that twice. That takes a few yeah. months. Wow. Um, but you know, there's there's things you know that you, you you need to get away and maybe go for a walk or whatever. But I, I, we just kind of mastered it, you know, and we're just getting better at it. And, um, and it's you know, the playing the music on stage is really the bread and butter. I don't think I get paid for that. I get paid to travel. Yeah, right on. I hear you. It's it, it's the greatest thing in the world, especially especially when you know the band's you know rocking and the music quality and you know you look at people night after night the ones you can see when the lights aren't so bright in your face and it's like man they're here to see us do our thing it's, it's the biggest rush you can get to me uh, as far as the honor yeah. I, I agree yeah um let's talk about cause like i said being a drummer i'm always uh interested in, in what kits uh these phenomenal players like yourself are playing on what, what are you touring with right now <clears throat> um, my touring kit right now is the DW Vintage Classic. Nice. Um, 
but uh, that's not actually my older kit. I, I recently got a Jazz Series um, in, like, the Max Roach sizes. So, you know, the kick's, like, 20 by 14 and 12 by 8 <laughs> Tom and a 16 uh, floor Tom. And I, I love it, but and it's in this beautiful oyster blue. Uh, but I've been playing on the road with it for two years, and I just wanted to bring out the old vintage kit. So I brought that out for the Christmas tour, and um, it's just amazing. You know, it's it's a... Uh, well, they call it vintage marine pearl, so it's kind of, it's not white. It looks like maybe it's got nicotine, you know, smokiness to it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And it sounds amazing. The kick is bigger. It's a 22, and it's just, man, that the floor tom is like a cannon. It's a four-piece. Uh, uh-huh. And then I play a mixture of Sabian and Crescent cymbals. Nice. And, uh, uh, yeah, I love them. I've been with Crescent for a long time, and then Sabian acquired them, so now I kind of get to raid their bolt as well. Even and better, a, yeah. They have a legacy model that Dave Weckl um, came out with, and, and they sound amazing. And then I use the Crescent Elements Ride and the uh, Elements China with rivets. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to ask you. I, the only thing I was thinking about was like a swish knocker. I was like, with swing, yeah. you would think that would be almost vital. I was going to ask you if you played with one. I did. I actually, yeah, I had the, well, I had the swish knocker back when I was with Zildjian, um, and I loved it, but... Um, but yeah, Crescent makes one, and it, it's got like twenty rivets. I think mine only has <laughs> four left. I knocked all the other ones out, and still sounds great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that. Like uh, right on the, uh, you know, right by the floor, Tom, and just you know, you can pretty much ruin every single song with that thing if you want. Yeah, like, yeah. Over playing, but I mean, you know, I, we're playing at New Orleans number or something, and uh, and and just that wow, and it's just it's it's such a great symbol. Yeah, it's just like 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 with with the big band and everything, and it's just like the symbols that you're always you know like they call it swing music. You're constantly swinging, whether it's you know open hi hat or, or playing off symbols or whatever. It's almost like uh, that that extra resonance or whatever with the little uh, rivets in there is almost like a must. And and the only thing I've ever known it as is a swish knocker. I didn't know if uh, different brands called it if that was Pat Mazzilian or whatever, but you know I, that was what was on my brain. So that's cool that you, you're uh, rocking with that. And then, of course, with the 22 kick, I was thinking, man, that's got to be like a shotgun itself. That's got to be pretty, pretty loud. Are you are you double pedals or are you single pedal? No, I just have a single. I have a 9,000 pedal. Nice, right on. Yeah. Um, uh, I was watching. Like I said, I'm I'm a, I'm a follower of you online. There, uh, 22 years ago, American Deluxe, uh, which got me. You know, I fell in love with you guys listening to that and everything. And that was about when everything kind of like really shot off. Um, are you guys? Um, do anything to celebrate that or are you playing songs from from that while you're on tour or what what are you doing with that um you know we well first of all we did a little big texting thread yesterday was it yesterday was the yeah i believe it was yesterday yeah. yeah um the 24th um and uh, when we had the 20 year um we actually really didn't do anything as well other than we're just you know the set we're playing right now is kind of like a, um retrospective of everything so mm-hmm. there's at least three songs maybe four songs that we play live off that record um but we're playing stuff off the louie 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 and the rattled and bones and the cab record as well so yeah, there's yeah. just you know we're playing a bunch of a bunch of different stuff trying to sort of um, giving everyone a, a, a feel for for everything that we've done over all these years yeah it's quite a celebration man keeping it going that that long uh, old uh i think old buddy rich would be proud of you and i don't think he really liked anybody <laughs> oh God! Yeah. You know, wouldn't just any word of encouragement from him would probably be like I would just could die and go to heaven. You know, because yeah. I mean, I I've heard stories, you know, and he he's he's just unbelievable. But if like just like one kind word from him probably would have just made my life. Yeah, could you imagine? Like I, you know, like you said, I've heard stories and seen a couple of things on like YouTube or whatever. But it, as passionate as he was, yes, he just gave you an attaboy one time. He'd have been like, "Wow, he really uh, meant it." That guy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah. yeah I think, uh, you know, big band is him. You got Gene Krupa. Uh, you know, so the drummers go. Those are the first two that come to mind. But yeah, the man was hardcore. That's for sure. He was, but he 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 did the the Muppet Show, and Animal threw a snare drum right over his head and busted right over his head, and he, he you know, so you got to give him props for that. He, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he was a great guy. I just unfortunately I never got to see him play live. Yeah, I just I've you know been through videos and everything, and uh, you know with the recent passing of some drumming greats, uh, I've been watching a little more than I usually do, but. 
I watched, uh, you know, because the, the Burning for Buddy they put on YouTube and everything, that's always fun. Oh, great. yeah. It's so good. Do you, uh, I saw some clips of you the other day. Are you, do you solo during the show? Are you, are you doing any solo? Uh, yeah, I have a solo that I do during um, a traditional New Orleans kind of a street beat tune we do called Zigzaggity Whoop Whoop. Yep. And at, at the end of the tune, I kind of do like a New Orleans for, I try and, I mean, my, my goal, I guess the theme of the solo is just trying to make it sound like there's a parade coming down the street and then just going away and then coming back and then it ends, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it'd be nice if, if, if I had a few more percussionists to join along with me, you know, to, to uh, really, really make it. So I'm trying to cover as much as I can to make it sound like a parade's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you guys do anything for, for Mardi Gras? Did you, are you guys a big part of that? Yeah, we've done the parade a few times, tossed out a bunch of beads, and then done the concert at the end. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's always a lot of fun. I think the last time we did it was with Cheap Trick, so that was super rad. Uh, did they have Bunny, or did they have the new guy? No, they had they had Dax, but um, I did get to meet Bunny Carlos um when I, I used to be endorsed with Ludwig and we did a signing together at the NAM show um, Wow! with uh, Chris Phillips from Squirrel Zips and Jason Schwartzman was there too. And I don't, I don't think you know this because why would you, but my first concert was Cheap Trick and Kiss back in 1976 that I saw. Oh wow. That's uh, awesome. I, was, I think I was 12 and my dad took me in and, uh, I that's when I realized like uh, I don't know I and mean, I didn't know that I wanted to play drums I just knew I knew I wanted to do what they were doing uh-huh. and I, I I loved him and I loved Peter Chris and and then sure enough we got to play the Super Bowl and Kiss played the half, played before the the game yeah. and I got to meet him and it wow. was amazing he said he used to take lessons with Gene Krupa and really? he noted he noted I was I had a Slingle and Buddy Rich kit a reissue at the time 99 uh-huh. and he noticed the kit so he talked to me for a while and then um i got to do the signing with bunny carlos and bunny grabbed one of our stickers and said my daughter's a big fan and i just told him the story without trying to sound like you know that he's sure. old yeah 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 <laughs> that, that that was the you know the, i mean cheap trick that was the shit right there oh what, a, what a show yeah. cheap trick and kiss having the same show jeez yeah what a way to start out i actually um uh when uh, you know, almost same similar situation here is uh, when I far, first started my love for for drumming. Uh, the same way, um, uh, I, I saw my first rock show was the Presidents. You remember them from Seattle, Washington? Yeah. Oh, sure. And uh, got to uh, speak with Chris Bellew not too long ago. He's actually doing kids music now. He, he's uh, Casper Baby Pants is, is what he uh, what's his bread and butter. Uh, nowadays, really? he, yeah, it's, <laughs> you just you never know like what adventure life's going to take you on. He was like, yeah, man, I'm really proud of all those moments. He says, but looking back now, what I was meant to do is write children's songs. And you just like it's so amazing when you you know get the opportunity like you know me talking with you or or you know any of these adventures. You you really never know what's going on in life until you really dig in there. But I just that just blew my mind. Yeah, it's cool. And when you get older, you just you know you want to do something that's going to make you happy and make other people happy. Our yeah, bass player record a, 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 Chris, a children's record as well. Really? Original songs, yeah. It's pretty great. And yeah, yeah, the, yeah he plays acoustic upright. That's pretty cool. The, man, that's awesome. So he did his own children's album. Yeah, he played the guitar and sang. And, and yeah. I actually joined him. Um, we went and toured some bookstores and stuff with his CD. And, uh, it was pretty fun I bet. for little kids. Yeah, it's a whole different crowd. Those guys are yeah. they're, they're rampant and excited no matter what. So that's got to be. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, hey, man, it was an honor to get to speak with you, and I can't wait to see you get to town. You sound like you're as nice as I figured you would be, um, and I'm so glad you guys are still going strong. Um, I mentioned you to a friend of mine today, and he just lit up. He was like, "That's a must in my wife's repertoire." I was like, "I understand. How could it not be?" Whoa, that's so, crazy. Yeah. He goes, "Are you serious? You're talking to these guys?" I was like, "Yeah, dude. They're coming to Franklin." He's like, "Oh, man." He's like my he's like my wife. That's a must if she's doing anything. Cause she's a um, she's a photography photographer, but she does some kind of art for a Nashville. Um, I don't know exactly what the name of the place is, but she's like, yeah, when she's doing her work and she's in her little room where she's you know the dark room where she's doing her photos. She's like, that's what's blaring in the background. Oh, so, that's so cool. It's groovy. Well, yeah, man. Hey, thank you so much. We'll see you when you get here, and uh, I, I put the podcast out on Sunday, and I'll tag you guys to it. Hey, um, I'm a fan as well. I like your podcast, and I just had a question. Are, are you still working seven days a week? 
I, I do. I work two jobs, um, wow. seven days a week. I uh, and then I podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and um, just 37 years old. I feel like I'm 115. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like. I really like your show, and I'm really glad that you still have the energy to do that after all that. Appreciate Thank you. It. I'm. I'm- My friend, an all-around great human being, father, weightlifter, bodybuilder, motivational speaker, man of faith, country music, singing sensation, and that's just a name I slate for you, Big Vinny Hickerson on the podcast. Finally got him on here talking about new music, his life, and his uh, mainstay of keeping off the uh, weight like I said, once upon a time, he was 400 plus pounds. He's kept it all off, just gaining muscle and bulk uh, while maintaining his busy schedule and being a father and husband. Great man. Uh, love his story. Love his tale. Always a thrill to get to talk to him. Uh, he is right now on the Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast. Here we go with Big Benny. I've, I've been able to successfully gain some, right at about 300 pounds of uh, total of muscle, you know, since the show. At the end of the show, I was really, I was weighed in 242 um, at the end of the show, but I also did a big sweat out the night before I weighed in, so I was really about 255 or so. Yeah. Man, but, that's, uh, that's awesome. You know, cause, yeah, old, old wrestling techniques, you know, sauna suit. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, man, it, it's impressive. You know, like in the, the, with the resurgence of the biggest loser. When I saw it, first thing I was wondering is, is, have they asked you to be a coach on there yet or a trainer or a mentor or anything? They, they did. They came to me and asked me to audition for that. Um, and they really liked me. I made it to, like, the third round. Um, but it was really came down to social media following because they're no longer on the major network. They're on USA. Uh-huh. Uh, so they really wanted that extra boost. And the guy they took, Steve Cook, who's phenomenal, uh, he's got, like, 2.5 million followers, you know, on Instagram. And they're real yeah. followers because he's an ambassador for Gymshark and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, they probably made the right decision. Uh, I think I could have helped everybody lose more weight, and I could have motivated people better. But as far as getting more people to watch the show, he was definitely the logical choice. So. Oh, yeah. See, I don't know how much that works. I just go by, you know, being a Middle Tennessee boy. I'm a fan of you because you're a country guy and everything, <laughs> a country performer. But I, I hear you. I guess, you know, that, that whole uh, medium is far beyond uh, what I could comprehend, like what they're looking for. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm that same way. I'm like, you know, hey, man, I, I was honored that they even asked me because I wasn't going to audition because I just assumed they would bring back Dolbeck because he was amazing, but they didn't end up bringing him back, which blew my mind because, man, he, he was the best part of the show for me. He was the person that really drove me the most, and um, I loved his personality and who he was as a person, you know. And, uh-huh. it, you know, for him, it was like I had him for six weeks and Bob for six weeks, well, TV weeks, which is really like double that. But, yeah. you know, when I was with him, man, he, he cared about you and what your life was going to be, not about, you know, winning the show so he could say he, you know, his t- teammate won or whatever, you know. Sure. Yeah, and, and plus, like, you know, watching it and following you and everything, I mean, you could tell your determination. You wanted it. I mean, you was you was, in, you was enthralled in it, and it was go time. And then, you know, the most impressive thing is, like, watching your journey and, and keeping it off. That's the most impressive part because you'll see people, and not that I wish it on anybody, but, you know, they'll they'll lose it and have a great success and then, gain it right back and then they're trying to lose it again but to be able to keep it off and then like you said gaining weight on your own terms by by lean muscle and everything that's a whole nother ball oh, absolutely. So, yeah that's so inspiring man good for you i'm so proud of you that's awesome. i appreciate that man yeah because uh, like i saw you before and i saw you after i saw you know i've seen trailer uh, choir shows and uh, i saw uh, you know and then you're doing all that and then i was even there at the destiny church and you did your first motivational speech and that was just yeah i remember that you had on that really cool crushed velvet shirt <laughs> or, or yeah. jacket, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was the one I actually wore on the finale of the show. So yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I what, still got uh, that jacket. It's it still fits around my waist, but it will not fit around my chest and shoulders anymore. So I yeah, I saw you. Yeah, there's nothing. I saw you know doing a video doing some kind of pull ups on a machine I never seen. That neck, man, that's like Lou Ferrigno neck right there. That's <laughs> yeah, the, uh, that's my my traps. I've really worked hard on that. And, I've really started working now on my rhomboids and my lats just to equal it out because my back now is starting to be very, like, diamond, you know. It looks like yeah, a big yeah, diamond yeah. at the top, and then my waist goes small. I'm trying to continue to create that V taper because, for me, I'm never going to be a little guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could lean I could lean down. I'd have to eat. I'd have to cut my calories down to 2,000 calories a day, and I'd have to do cardio 45 minutes in the morning, 45 minutes at night, you know. And 
being a dad and everything, I just don't have time to focus on that at the moment. So. Yeah. Hey, and the congrats on that family. That, that little boy of yours is precious. That little fire suit talking about the Lord, uh, you know, <laughs> in his heart, Dude. man, that is, that is gold right there. You know, it's so funny because he said it like five times, and I'm like, babe, we got to record that. Yeah. I was like, because he kept saying it. Because we always tell him, every day we tell him, you know, because he got scared of this uh, um, Curious George thing. They uh, they have this Halloween one, and they talk about this guy, a scarecrow named No Noggin. And uh-huh. he's a scarecrow, but he don't have a, a pumpkin for a head because a deer, you know, came and got it off the scarecrow. So they called him No Noggin. Yeah. And so he, for whatever reason, it scared him. And he kept saying, I'm scared of No Noggin. I'm like, no, you ain't scared of anything, buddy. He goes, yeah. why are we not scared of anything? I was like, we're not scared of anything because we've got Jesus in our hearts. Yeah. Goes, Jesus is in my heart, and I said, "Yeah, Jesus is in your heart. You ain't gonna be scared of nothing." Yeah. And uh, and then one day he's sitting there, and he goes, yeah, "Jesus is in my heart, and I'm not scared of anything." Yeah. And I was like, "That's right. You tell everybody you see that." And now we'll yeah. be randomly sitting there, and he'll he'll tap somebody and say, "Hey, Jesus is in my heart, and I'm not scared of anything." Yeah, he's. And, uh, he's yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, to me, right. I mean, that's what you you gotta. I mean, it says in the Bible, you gotta plant the seed when they're young, and even if they stray away from it, they'll come back to it. You know. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's what what I'm trying to do. I, I'm not a, I'm not the best at everything all the time, but uh, one thing I do know is that my son will be taught about Jesus Christ. And, that's you know, it. And some people now apparently that offends some people, but they can be offended and get over it. You know. I heard that I'm the same way. If if, if loving the Lord's wrong, then I'll be right forever. I mean, I'll be if it's love is wrong, I'll be yeah. right forever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with uh, that. But uh, you know, another thing is like you know Jesus, and, and I love all that, but. Plus, with a dad your size, I don't think you'd have to be scared of anything either. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he, the good thing is his you know, his mom is a third degree world champion black belt in Taekwondo, so yeah, man, she uh, she she's she's tough, man. She is she's only for four foot eleven, but she 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 stands about six foot eight whenever she's you know when she's mad. I would I, you know I would never want to be on the uh, receiving end of one of her kicks. So I heard that. No, now no you know way. what I mean. I think the biggest thing is we you know I mean a we're blessed because you know he's a he's a good looking kid and he's um, he's always probably going to be a pretty popular kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, I, you know, now I speak at a lot of schools, you know, throughout the country, and, man, you can just see him. There's just always that divide of uh, this kid, you know, that kind of has a little bit more, you know, naturally naturally good looking and probably has a little bit better home life and doesn't have to deal. You know, I came from a different world. You know, my I was always a popular kid because I was a good football player because I was funny and all that. But, you know, I, I definitely came from a, you know, pretty hardcore home life and you know jagger will never experience that he'll always uh, be treated well and he'll always you know have the opportunity to play sports and and get to go do things that you know that you know a lot of us didn't get to do as kids you know so his his life would be different than mine but i intend on making sure i teach him like hey you love everybody and treat everybody with respect and you know the way i live my life is I, I, everybody that i meet has my love and respect as soon as i meet them they don't have mm-hmm. to earn it you know, a lot of people yeah. say you got to earn my respect. I'm like, you don't have to earn my respect. I automatically respect you because you're another human being that has, you know, a life that, you know, I, I, you haven't done anything wrong to me. Now, you can lose it. You can lose my respect, and you, you know, you never lose my love because I love you even if I don't respect you. I love you, and yeah. and hope the best for you, and hope that the that you the Lord provides for you, or you, you know, you find a way to be in the Lord. You know, so I think that's something I've had to learn over time is, you know, you don't have to. Just because you love somebody doesn't mean you have to give them everything that you got. And I think it's the same way when you look at um, God, you know, and Jesus. Like so many times, you know, we uh, – well, I thought this person was just going to go around them, but apparently they're not. Um, <laughs> I'm just uh, just watching people on the road. It's funny. I hear you. The, uh, you know, I think that it's okay to cut people out of your life that don't want to live the life that you're trying to live, you know. And I, I think that people can make you feel jealous or, or not jealous, but people can make you feel guilty uh, for that, but, you know, I decided, it took me up until just a few years ago that, you know, if somebody wasn't going to want to live the life that I'm trying to live, that it's okay for me not to have them in my life. It doesn't mean that I won't pray for them or, or wish them well if I see them, uh, but if you're not chasing down the same thing I'm chasing down, it's it's okay for us to separate. And, you know, even with my ex-wife, you know, and I still love her. She's my friend. I mean, we get along all right now. We've, uh, you know, she's definitely, you know, not a part of my life every day, but um, you know, I owe her a lot, you know, for making me go to Biggest Loser and being there for me during that time. And uh, we had a, a season of, you know, where she wouldn't talk to me and I didn't talk to her. And uh, luckily that's kind of passed over now. And, and she's, you know, she's apologized to me for things and I've apologized to her for things and we forgive each other. And I think that's a that's a beautiful place to be, you know. And um, I didn't know that that would ever happen. But, you know, when you just constantly always, you know, anytime that there was an issue that came up during 
after we had left, you know, I, I just always said, well, I hope everything's okay and sorry that you're mad, you know, and sorry that you're hurting, you know, but I hope that, it, you know, I hope that things are all right for you and I'll pray for you. And that's, that's the, the same response I continued to have with her uh, for several years. And here about, I don't know, six months ago, she reached out to me and just said, you know, she was sorry for everything that happened and that she, uh, she forgave me and I forgave her and she wanted to be able to be friends. And she said she was love Jagger and thought Jagger was the cutest kid ever and all that good stuff. So, um, and then we had a business called the faded farmhouse and the faded farmhouse is, I mean, it's doing about, um, almost a million dollars a year now gross. And, uh, yeah. And you know, it's something we created together, but when everything came down the pipe, you know, they basically said, Vinny, you get your music. Um, Lori, you get the faded farmhouse. And so kind of cut me out of it. And she knew that was wrong. So she called me just to let me know, like, Hey, I'm getting ready to sell the faded farmhouse. Um, and I'm going to split the money with you and, and give you 25% because I'm not going to give you 50 because I've built it into something 10 times bigger since, you know, we have a split. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, but I'm going to give you 25% of what I sell it for because I feel like that's the right thing to do. And that's what God told me to do. So I thought yeah. that was pretty, pretty cool. And I told her, and I actually told her, I said, listen, you don't have to give me any money. I do well on my own. And with, with my wife, we both do well. So, I mean, I'll take it if you just feel like you need to give it to me because I do feel like it's partly mine, but I don't ever want you to be out, you know, anything. And I don't want it to be something that puts you in a bind. So, yeah, no, absolutely. But, uh, you know, and, and, and good things come back to good people, but the reason I've always kept up with you is because you just your personality and your your go get your go get attitude is just infectious. You're inspiring. I mean, you know, uh, I even remember the story you're talking about managing a Sonic. What was you, eighteen, nineteen years old, right? Yeah, yeah, I was I, nineteen whenever I took over the uh, general manager position. So. Yeah, that's so impressive because you. I remember you were telling that story a bit about you know playing football, being in high school, and then working your tail off. I mean, humans don't do that. Definitely don't do it no more. And I just uh, the kind of person you are, you, you're always going to have uh, success because it, uh, you gravitate towards positivity. And, and I've needed you in my life, even even though I don't talk to you a lot, but for inspiration, you know, I can look on the social media and if you're kicking butt, I'm like, you know, what would Big Benny do? He'd just put his footsteps <laughs> on and go knock it wide open. So, Man, uh, you've, you know, you've always as, mine. as hard as, a, as my childhood was with my stepdad, um, there was a lot of good things he taught me too, you know, and he, I mean, he beat the crap out of us every day, but um, he taught me work ethic. He, you know, he made us work like dogs, but um, he taught me that, you know, you got to get out there and work for what you want. Nothing nothing in this life comes easy or free. And, you know, I think so many people blame their past, blame what happened to them or what happened to their parents for where their life is. And I just don't think that's something that I could ever do to me. It's like, you know what, I woke up today and I, a new day and I can get it right today, even if I got it wrong yesterday. And you know, I think that's how I've just always lived my life. I've always been a, a, a driven person, and and I'm blessed. You know, I mean, like I, I do have people in my life that have clinical depression and uh, bipolar disorder and things that they deal with on a chemical level that's different than me. Uh, I wake up every day with hope. I wake up every day with a positive attitude, and I don't know other than just me always having God in my life and always believing that I'm doing, you know, at the end of the day, like even when things fall apart. So just an example. So a side of me that most people don't know, I've just recently started posting about it, but I invested in hemp, uh, hemp farms, CBD hemp farms, about seven years ago, six years ago. Okay. And sometimes there's huge deals that happen in that, a lot of money, you know, swaps hands and stuff like that. And there's been several times where we've been on the verge of millions upon millions of dollars, and it just not happened, you know. And for whatever this reason or that reason, you know, and, and what I see, I always believe in my, you know, my, some of my, you know, co-owners, they get frustrated, like, man, you know, and we've had a lot of great success, too, but they get frustrated, like, man, I really thought that was going to happen, you know, it sucks, blah, blah, And I'm like, well, man, listen, it didn't happen because God didn't want it to happen right now. You know, any time that he says no right now, he's probably setting you up for something bigger and better in the long run. And I think one of the things, the reasons that, you know, great things have happened for us is that me uh, and the other owner, the main owner, we have never taken a dime from the company. We've paid our farmers. We've paid our uh, doctors and stuff, but we put all of our money into medical research uh, for Alzheimer's and for cancer. Oh, wow. And, you know, with that, we've we've been able to actually uh, make a, we can't call it a cure because you have to continue to take it, but we found a remedy for Alzheimer's and we're able to walk back to symptoms of Alzheimer's over 90% um, for these people. And we've maintained, you know, those people have maintained that level as long as they use the product. Uh, for about three years now, 
And so that's three more, even if it was only for three years, that's three more years that somebody's going to get with their grandma or grandpa. Um, and, of course, obviously Alzheimer's is not just in old people. Most of the time that's where it's at because what happens is plaque gets over the, you know, basically covers your brain. But, um, you know, we're, we're, we're at with it. You know, we, we're able to give somebody that three or four or ten years more with their family, and it's uh, and it's a natural, all-natural thing that's doing it. So, um, but like I said, it's I think that's why God's honor, you know, blessing us is because we're doing the right things with the with what we're what we're been given and the and the blessings we've got, you know. Yeah. No, no, I agree one hundred percent. I I believe if you if you do right, you know, right's going to be done to you, and uh, you you know, I always mention the Lord first, and and the Lord's going to bless you if you if you keep Him close and. You've always been nice to me and everybody I've seen you come in contact with. So, I mean, why not? You're deserving. And like I said, you're one of my personal heroes. And I just I love hearing you talk. I, I wish you had a platform where you could just tell it to the world just every day. Well, you do. But, you know, whether they listen or not or hold on to it, talk about the story. But um, the main thing I want to talk about, and I love all this stuff, is this is what got me excited. You was picking and talking about new music, dude. I'm ready. I want to hear about it. Let's talk about this new music. This new song, The Good Life. You're dropping here pretty soon. What's going on? This is all solo, or, or what are you doing? Yeah, so, you know, with the state of the music industry the way it is, you know, radio, unfortunately, is going away, and radio is a big part of my career, and, and I, I'm still a guy that will listen to the radio. Most mm-hmm. of the time I'm on on Sirius X on the highway, but uh, but I do listen to local radio and stuff too, and I, I enjoy, you know, morning shows and stuff and talk radio when I'm driving, but um, that's pretty. That's dying out pretty quick. I mean, you just saw that iHeart, you know, fired 2,000 people. Yeah, uh, last yeah. week and and or a couple weeks ago, and it's gonna get it's gonna continue that way uh, because everything's online now. Everything's on your phone at your fingertips. You know, your Spotify, you're your own DJ. You set your own playlist. You can discover new music through playlists and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and there'll always be something new coming. But with where it's at now, it's all about content. So you got to just keep putting stuff out. You know, so for me, the way I'm looking at music now is Trailer Choir is still always gonna put out music. You know, me and Butter were in recording the other day. I recorded with my new group, Nashville Cartel, today. Uh, I'm going to put out Big Vinny solo stuff, and the Big Vinny solo stuff is just songs that, that are about me and my life and where I grew up, and that's what good life is about, and it's it's about the little things. It's about going fishing with your dad. It's about, you know, uh, not having a whole lot of money but having enough to pay the bills and, and, you know, still be able to, you know, grab you a case of beer if you like beer. I don't personally drink, but <laughs> yeah. if you like beer, you can grab beer and, and, and go out on, the, you know, to your favorite fishing hole with your buddies and sit there and just hang out and talk, you know, and I, I think for me, Living in Nashville, I, I love it up here most of the time, uh, but I do miss that small town, you know, know everybody kind of life. And, and I know that seems weird, but I guess it's just because of the way I grew up. But that's what Big Vinny's, you know, the Big Vinny music and the stuff I'm doing as a solo artist is you're going to see the song about Alzheimer's, about my mammy. I got that coming out. Um, you're going to hear stories of my life. And even though it's not, you know, qu- you know direct quotes or direct uh, exact experiences, it's it's a song that was written because of an experience in my life and uh, i just think that's where i'm going to be going with my music and all that now trailer choir we got a lot of more fun songs we're going to do they're going to be your party good time go out on the boat and turn on our record and just let it play songs and we're going to keep doing that and then like nashville cartel today we went in and recorded for nashville cartel uh, and we actually recorded ain't no grave Uh and uh this is probably going to be my favorite project to work on uh because it's so different i mean it's like if you took imagine dragons and smashed it with uh, bluegrass and and you know southern rock and and yeah, just man. had a little baby. Uh, the music is it's probably the coolest. So we're we're a lot of what we're doing there to start with. We're going to be redoing uh, public domain songs such as uh, Oh Brother Warthel, the uh, what's the uh, Man of Constant Sorrow. We've done a phenomenal version of that song that is my favorite version. Of course, I'm a little biased because I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, and then we did Ain't No Grave today, and I, we're going to do a version of I'll Fly Away that's kind of a bluegrass version like my dad used to do in church. And, yeah, um, yeah I mean, that's just, that's just where we're, you know, where we see our music is there's no such thing as a genre anymore. You know, a lot of people get mad because, like, well, I don't like this kind of country or that kind of country. And, you know, that's the beautiful thing about where music is, is that, man, you don't have to listen to it. You know, you can yeah. go turn on whatever you like and go listen to it, and it's at the click of a button on your phone. Um, it's bad for the songwriters. Because uh, the money, the money has dropped insanely for the songwriters, even over the last ten years. Yeah. Um, you know, used to if you got a cut on a record, you know, and I've had a few pretty big cuts. I mean, you can make, you know, twenty, thirty grand pretty easily on a on a record um, yeah. if you just had a cut on the record. And it's just not that way anymore. You know, the last big cut I had was on a, a guy named Kanan Smith, 
Uh, and Kanan went number one. I had a song on his record called Stuck. And yeah. um, it sold pretty well, you know, but my mechanicals and everything off of it was only about $6,000, which to me, I feel blessed to make $6,000 off of my music. Yeah. Um, but used to, I mean, the, his his singles all went platinum, so they sold over a million uh, on the singles. Um, but the uh, but the you know the album cuts they don't they don't get as much as they used to would have if you bought the single you was also going to get the other one so you might make a hundred thousand dollars off of an album cut you know what I mean yeah so but like I said I, I feel like you know we're in a cool spot for the artist and if you own your masters you know the streaming can pay pretty decent if you own your masters so I think that's why why we're at the point where you know Butter's going to do he's got cold beer Butter he's going to be putting out songs uh, from that we're going to put out songs as Trailer Choir Nashville Cartel. Uh, and we're going to do, and we're actually we're working on some cool feature stuff. So we're bringing in with National Cartel, we're bringing in James Otto, we're bringing in Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC, um, yeah. Mr. D from the Farm, if y'all know him. Uh, yeah. You know, we're going to be bringing in a lot of our friends and people that we've just you know written songs with and done stuff throughout time because, I mean, you don't have to answer to a record label. You don't have to answer. You don't have to ask permission. You just put it out there, and whatever happens, happens. I yeah. think the biggest thing now is you just answer to the fans. And if you know who your fans are and you know your demographic and who you're singing to and, and the message you want to carry, then you can do phenomenal things, you know, w- with that. I think the people that get caught up and they make the mistakes right now in music are the people that are trying to appeal to everybody. You know, you can't appeal to everybody. It's it's like, you know, even when you look at politics, and I, I try my best not to ever get into politics, but if you're going to be a politician, you have to find your base and you have to stick to that base. And if you don't, if you try to wishy-wash back and forth, you're going to lose everybody. And it's the same thing in music. It's the same thing, I think, even in life. If if you're living your life and you're trying to be a public figure or you're trying to do something, you can't toggle between truths. You can't toggle between what you believe and what you want other people to you know like you. It's just like you have to be you, 100% unapolog- unapologetically be who you are, and the right people that will follow you and that will like your music or will like your message will be there, you know. Yeah, that's one thing about, like you said, the the country genre, and I agree because it's you know it's going all kind of directions, and 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 I think it's a good thing is that uh, country fans at least they're loyal. If if they love you, they're with you. They're in your corner for sure. Hundred percent. I mean, we've got fans from day one that I still talk with on social media that message me or that like and follow everything we do, and and that means the world to me. You know, and I. Those people are people that, you know, when they come into town, I got a, a buddy named Gary Myers who comes into town. He's a Marine out of uh, Pennsylvania, and he was at our first one of our first Toby shows, and, you know, we became friends there. And, and he was actually – it was funny because we met him at the Toby show, but he was actually listening to Trailer Choir long before that because he actually had the version of Rockin' the Beer Guy that still said, Big and Rich never looked so good, uh, <laughs> you know, instead of Toby Keith. So he was like, I was like, where did you get that? He goes, somebody sent it to me from college a long time ago. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. So it's just really cool, man. And, and I feel blessed. I mean, I, you know, I think we get caught up in the game in the music industry, and you're like, man, I want to be bigger, and I want to make more money, and I want to have a number one, and I want to get a Grammy, and I want to do all this. And you forget that, man, you get to wake up. If you get to wake up every day and do music for a living, you know, my brother has to work his butt off construction every day to make, you know, to make $700, $800 in a week. You know, and there's, you know, been times in my life when I went out there and made, you know, what some people will make in a year in a night, you know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> now, music is an expensive hobby, you know. It's an expensive no business. So when you go back in, you, you you don't just take that money and put it in your pocket and be like, all right, you know, you go and you reinvest it into yourself and, you know, everything from your face now your Facebook ads and things you want to buy like that. But for me, it's like going back in, re-recording, writing songs. You know, I, I haven't had a publishing deal since 2010. Um, and I've had a couple offers, but it just what didn't seem like the right thing for me. I just would, would have rather kept my publishing, and I did. But you know, then it's me paying for my own demos, which are you know fifteen hundred bucks a pop, uh, unless yeah. you're getting just a, a good track guy that can throw it down for you know three hundred bucks or so. Um, but you know, I write you know two or three songs a week, and you know there's some of them I, I, I write them and then I go back and I'm like, well that's terrible. What what the crap was I thinking? But other times I go back, all right, man, this is this thing's got some wheels on it. I need to I need to put some money behind it and get it recorded if nothing else just to give to my son if i ever pass away so yeah i, I mean i know that. i will one day unless god decided to make me immortal and be here to fight the uh to fight the apocalypse afterwards That's it. hey and the way the news and everything everything you see on tv it might be here before we know it you know it <laughs> <laughs> and there ain't no doubt man it's it's a it's a lot of 
you know, yeah. a lot of stuff. It's, oh, it's man. a lot of stuff. Uh, one more question, and like I said, thanks for talking with me, and, and anything I can do to promote you, I'll always be here for you, but um, I, I noticed, like, you, you got a lot of stuff. Are you training people now, too? Like, are you, like, do you do your own gym, or, or what? I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Are you, like, a fitness guy now? Like, are you training people I, to, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, we ran into an opportunity about three years ago, um, a few months before my son was born, to buy this gym that was kind of going down, and we we really just bought the equipment. The lease was still held up by another guy, um, yeah. so we just bought all the equipment at the gym, and then we ended up staying there for about a year and a half um, until the, the lease was up, and we, we did that for the owner. So the owner of the place that was there uh, basically was tapping out, but he still had to pay the lease. So what I told him yeah. was, like, look, man, we'll still keep the equipment here. We bought the equipment from your partner, but we'll keep the equipment here just to make sure you're not without and you can keep the memberships here and all that kind of stuff until the lease is up. And um, and he did, and it helped him a lot. It helped, you know, we were able to build build our base there. Um, and then about, you know, when the lease came up, we ended up moving to another building uh, here in, 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 in Cool Springs, and it was a great spot. And we were there for about a year, and then basically at the end of, end of our lease, the, the other, um, the main leaseholders of that, we were a sublease on that, uh, they basically came in and said, hey, you know, Y'all have gotten to the point where y'all have so many people that we just feel like, you know, we need y'all to find your own space. Mm-hmm. And so, but they didn't let us know till about a month, till about a month till we had to leave. So it was kind of hard to find that space. But we ended up, um, when we found out we were pregnant again, we said, you know what? I got my hemp farms going. I got my music going. We got, you know, personal training clients. We got the gym. We both have, we both work for V Shred online. We write meal plans and um, help coach people through, you know, a lot of their stuff online. So with doing all that, I'm like, something's got to give, and, and it ended up being our classes. So we still have our gym here, and we do a lot of personal training, and we do a little bit of group fitness here and there, but we don't have scheduled classes anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And it's actually been it's been a savior for us, especially while my wife is, you know, she's about uh, five and a half, six months in now, so we're getting yeah. that, to that, you know, bigger pregnant stage. But, um, you know, this one, we're having a little girl. and uh, Nice. You know, it, it's, uh, it's going to be awesome to have that, but, you know, she – this little girl has my wife for the first trimester was just sick as she could be. So, oh yeah, oh boy, bless her heart. Yeah, uh, uh, that's uh, that's a tough on them when uh, when they start getting sick, you know, with cramps and everything. But uh, you know, uh, that's awesome about a baby girl. Congrats! I know you're gonna be a awesome girl dad, like Kobe called. <laughs> I know you're gonna be perfect because the little boy you got uh, Jagger, is that his name? Yeah, Jagger James Van Zant Hickerson. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you can tell he's just like I said. He, he's well loved, and he's uh, he's a bright kid, and he's got God in his heart. So, I mean, what more could you ask for? And, hey, oh yeah, he's a, yeah. Every day he tells me he said I'm gonna be a big brother, and big sissy's coming, and our little sissy's coming. And he'll go over and he'll pat mama's belly and say, "Come out, come see me," you know. So, man, he yeah. is he is he's he's, and I think he's super excited. And I know there'll be that time when, uh, especially whenever she's still you know breastfeeding and all that, that it's gonna be a little hard for him, you know, because he's, he, he loves mama, you know, oh, so, yeah, but he's, he's at that point now where me and him wrestle and he rides on my shoulders and we do flips on the floor and, you know, all that crazy stuff too. But, you know, at nighttime when it's time to snuggle up, he wants to be with mama. So oh, that'll yeah. be a little, little bit of effort for him, you know, and we're, we've been, we did that whole thing where we got him out of the bed and then he got back in the bed. Cause when I would be gone on tour, you know, she would, you know, just let him stay in there with her. And so now he's kind of been in our bed on and off. You know, he's in there some nights and some nights he's not. And I think, at, you know, it's a fine line you walk because everybody's like, no, you got to get him out of your bed. But then the other part is like, man, I kind of like having him there. It's just you feel like he's safe, you know. Oh, yeah. So I'm probably too 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 much of a safeguard kind of papa because I'm like, I don't want nothing bad to happen to him ever, you know. Oh, so yeah, it's like yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch him like a hawk, you know, and make sure he ain't doing nothing crazy. So, yeah, man. Although he's always doing something crazy, it's just that I have to catch him if he falls. You know, <laughs> that's it. You got to so, be there for the. For but the no, man, I appreciate y'all so much for even letting me come on the show and and do all that. You know, and these these things like this right here is is the new way to promote music and put stuff out there. So I appreciate you letting me talk to your audience and your fans and 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 be a part of that. And you know, like I said, I can you know I'll send more more folks to you if you want to interview you know the the Jareds or anybody else from our from our. Uh, neck of the woods and, and where can we find this so we're is this is this on podcast one or where do you um where do you yeah, put your stuff it, it's uh you got your spotify your apple it's, it's pretty much on all of them and what i do is i do one a week and i usually post them on sunday and i'll right. I'll, I'll send you the link I'll, I'll text it to you oh that's awesome and yeah i'll repost it and yeah share it yeah, with my folks 
Yeah, and, and anybody that, uh, you know, you need any promoting or anything, don't hesitate to hit me up. I'll support you any way I can, man. Like I said, you're, uh, you're one of my heroes for life. I, I don't think there's anybody finer than you and, and what you do, and, and I'll, I'll always support you. Well, uh, that's very humbling, and I appreciate that, man. I, I just uh, try to, like I said, be unapologetic, unapologetically me uh, yeah. on a daily basis. And, you know, just like anybody, I make mistakes and, and do stupid stuff sometimes, but I try to limit those things, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be uh, shooting my music video down in Perry County uh, this, this weekend, uh, this Sunday. Nice. Uh, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be cool, man. I'm excited to put out this little piece of me and, and show people a different side because one of the main things I hear, and, and I know we're closing, but one of the main things I hear all the time is feel like, I didn't even know you could sing. I just thought you were the fat guy that danced, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, well, and, they, and of course they always say, well, you're not fat anymore, but I mean, like when I saw you, you know, you were 500 pounds. I was like, yeah, no, I, I get it. Uh, I said, yeah, but I know I do sing. I sing, I write. You know, I co-wrote all the songs with Butter and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but I definitely sing better than you know better now than I did back then. And uh, you know, we we were an act that nobody could understand because we had Crystal who could sing out sing anybody in Nashville. And we had me and Butter who were mediocre singers, but we were funny and we were good writers. You know, so it was it was an eclectic group. So yeah. Well, hey, it made it work, like I said, and you had that dancing down pat uh, and doing that worm. <laughs> Man, not a lot of people can do the worm, let alone at that size. You was cranking that worm out. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, looking forward to the future and, uh, you know, being in Middle Tennessee, I'll be catching one of these home shows here pretty soon. But uh, break a leg on that video. I can't wait to watch it. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. All right, dude. Uh, well, cool, dude. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's stay in touch. And you got my number, so, you know, feel free to hit me up. And then, uh, like I said, you know, we'll do some more stuff together. Yes, sir. Indeed. I'll see you here real soon. I'll see you, bud. Hi, man. And that wraps up the Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast this week. Great episode. Fantastic guest. Special shout out and thank you to drummer extraordinaire Kurt. A big bad voodoo daddy. Big band swing at its finest. Be sure to check them out online, on social media, or wherever you listen to music. Also, thank you to Big Vinny Hickerson, the man, the myth, and the absolute legend stopping by to talk about his new music, his new single, The Good Life, that's dropping March 20th. Be sure to get a hold of that. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, and once again, I want to thank you, the listeners, for taking the time to listen to the podcast. I sure love making it with every ounce of my being. And as you keep listening to them, I'm going to keep pumping them out. And if you know anybody you think would be a good guest, have them hit me up. Email joshbelcher at hotmail.com. And you remember every day when you need to hear it that I, Josh Belcher, love you for you and where you're at in life. I want you to have a great, super safe, fun, awesome, fantastic week. And uh, we'll do this again uh, next time. But until then, uh, safe travels, blessings on you and yours. And we will catch you later on down the line. All right. Peace out, Cub Scout.